Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Hey diddly ho diddly Mysterinos, it's episode 104 of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. I'm sorry, My name was is that host a nerd? Brenda. Sorry, no, no, no. Was that a Ned Flint? <laughs> Look, it came to me this morning as I was in the shower, as all great thoughts do. Incredible. Welcome to episode 104 <laughs> of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. The date is... Actually, I don't quite know what the date is. <laughs> the date is XXX 20XX. Bat- 20XD6. Batman has been on a rampage for 10 years. <laughs> it's not called the Earth anymore. It's called Bat Town. <laughs> After the death of Lois Lane and Superman going insane. <laughs> going haywire. Batman had to... In- oh my god, there's a squirrel so close to my face right now. Oh. <gasps> Are you outside? It's not that warm. No, I'm like, I'm like in front of a window okay. and the squirrel was like, I'm in a basement and I'm right in front of the window. So the squirrel kind of walked up to the window and like smooshed his face against the window. It was like he was right here in real life. As has been very clear in line, <laughs> I've, bec- I've, bec- I've started making birds my personality. And as such, yes. I now hate every single fucking squirrel that tries to eat all the little treats I leave for birds. No, our squirrels are quite polite. Like, they just eat what the birds drop. So, like, they can't get to our bird feeder. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, the birds will just drop stuff and the squirrels will just politely eat it off the ground. So, our squirrels, very polite, cool guys. I live in the city, I so every them. squirrel's an asshole. Yes, these are these are country <laughs> squirrels. So, like, they just kind of <laughs> meander around, say hello, chitter-chatter a little bit. No. You know, like, these are chill in squirrels. In the city, squirrels are assholes. <laughs> squirrels, you will, like, be eating yeah. something and they'll get, like, within five feet of you, like wondering if they could take it i'm like i'll fight a squirrel bitch what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> one time a squirrel in the city dragged a piece of pizza onto the roof in front of my I'm window screaming <laughs> <laughs> and he was just eating it and then he tried to jam it inside my air conditioner Incredible. i was like what is the purpose <laughs> what are you doing buddy my favorite thing about squirrels i ever learned was that squirrels uh they look smart like they're saving things for winter they don't know where they put stuff they will forget no that's that's why we have so many trees because yes. they just bear like acorns and shit and then they're like did i put one here no nope but i can't judge them because like i also do that i like had some like the last of my important tax documents Mm -hmm. that i need to get to my tax lady i was just like i know i put these someplace where i would not forget where they are but i have yes taxes the ever looming threat upon us (laughs) anyway i I will blame squirrels because that's bad evolutionary traits like how did you how did you not starve how did you on that fucking starve what do you mean you don't know where like i was like oh they're that squirrel tried to sell that squirrel's acorn out of the hole they buried. Like, no, they all think all food is theirs because they they don't remember. They're like, I put that they, pizza yeah. on this table. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? They do not know what they do at any given moment in time. I anyway, hi everybody. I have some news for you. <laughs> Love it. News. 
Austin, what's the news? The Boondocks Lost Media Pilot has resurfaced. So the Boondocks, if you don't know, was a comic strip that got turned into an animated show on Adult Swim. It follows Huey and Louie Freeman, who are these two black kids who have very hilarious misadventures every week. I enjoy it. I like it a lot. It's a good show. We're not here to belabor the history of the show. (laughs) The pilot was lost media for a very long time. It never aired. They originally got pitched to Fox and Fox turned it down. And eventually they found a home on Adult Swim, who never used the pilot. Back in 2016, all we had of the pilot was a 21 second clip that one of the producers shared on Twitter, which showed us like the animation was different. The art style was a little different, had a slightly different like vibe to it in terms of like how it was going to be like a show. But the bones were there. And that was it. And it was like no one knew, no one else had like seen any anything of it that didn't work on the show. Some people have been claiming that the, sh- the pilot was shown at conventions. None of those sources could be confirmed by anyone who worked on the show who would have had access to the pilot. Yeah. But now, February 17th of 2024, someone on Internet Archive named Cal underscore Eastwood, this unknown, this is like a this random user uploaded the full six minute pilot of the boondocks is now on the internet archive for free as long as it exists hopefully forever but (laughs) yeah that's a different that's a different topic one day we'll talk about the importance of the internet archive yeah a hundred percent the internet archive also comes up later today too (laughs) the internet archive is very important everybody we should make sure it's very important this unknown person uploaded the full six minute pilot has no other uploads that i know of and that's it we don't know who this person is no one knows how they would have had access to the file or why they had it they just were like we've got it let's put it on the internet they just great they just dropped it and left we don't know what they want we don't know their motives Their motives for bringing this to the public. like Yeah, and frankly, I'm also like, like, we know it was posted on the, like, the 17th of 2024, but I don't think people noticed it the first day it was posted, because again, this, they, they, there's no, like, announcement until people started finding it, because, like, you have to be going mm-hmm. through the Internet Archive to, like, find stuff. It doesn't, like ping you it's it's essentially a library right like the library doesn't call yeah. you every time they get a book like there's just someone who decided that day that they were randomly going to search for yeah, just, the boondocks pilot and i'm sure it's someone <laughs> like us who also looks for lost media he was like well gotta yeah. do my dailies let me type in the boondocks like a clown on the internet archive hello <laughs> pretty much because that's how you find stuff Austin, do you think the Boondocks would have done well on Fox as part of their animation? Were they doing animation domination domination Uh, at that point? I think they were. Yeah, because this was 2003 originally. Mm -hmm. Like the original pilot was like 2003. So yeah, it was still like, that's almost like peak time, right? Because it's slightly like, it's a little bit after 9-11, which is how I always like frame when it is. Me too. I remember like seventh grade, like (laughs) Family Guy was like the shit. Right. But here's the thing. Family Guy didn't become big until it was on Adult Swim. Really? All my me and all my friends were really into it. Oh, if you look into it, Mm -hmm. like it got canceled after that first season on Fox. Mm. It couldn't really compete with The Simpsons or Futurama, which was on that time. Mm -hmm. Futurama was a big deal on Fox. I mean Futurama's always lapped Family Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, always. But Family Guy got canceled after that first season and then it they ran reruns on Adult Swim is like a cool down show mm-hmm. between like the right, re- like their regular cartoons and then like the really fucked up stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then it was so popular on Adult Swim that Fox renewed it for more seasons. Huh. So 
it's kind of interesting to think like what if like the boondocks had been like caught up in that would it have just gotten canceled after that first season yeah maybe and then just like you not wouldn't have run for how long it did on adult swim maybe yeah that's good to yeah it's i know interesting i yeah i have no idea i this was all information to me i won't lie i can't believe i was almost free <laughs> of family guy forever i know and you're telling know, you're right? telling me <laughs> you're t- you are telling me that adult swim is to blame <laughs> yeah it's adult swim's fault <laughs> god i hate that like the entire landscape of adult animation would be completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all of those shows that look like Family Guy wouldn't exist. Like, you know, Family Guy like is not great, yeah. but like the shows that are like made in its style yeah. are worthless almost. <laughs> like completely like <laughs> devoid not, of value. Not worthless. <laughs> they got the bit like those big eyes and like yeah. the no wrists yeah. and like yeah, you know the style. Well, know it's the style. like all of them are bad. I don't know how it would have done on Fox at the time. I think I think it could have done well, but I also see why Fox didn't go for it because it is very black and Fox is very white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, the the viewer base they had built up for the animation domination block is not the kind of viewer that would be wanting to watch the boondocks. In episode one of the full show, the whole thing is Huey's like Ronald Reagan was the devil, <laughs> which is true. At the end of episode one, he has a little like speech. He's, he's like Ronald Reagan was the devil. 9-11 was an inside job. I don't think the, I don't think the average Fox viewer is ready for that. So listener, if you have not seen the boondocks on your pilot or not seen any of the boondocks ever, there's a lot of the boondocks on the Internet Archive. I think seasons one through four are all on the Internet Archive. It's like a library. You can go right now, make a free in the archive account and rent the boondocks and just start watching it right now. You don't need any streaming service. Yeah, you can just watch. There's so many things to watch on Internet Archive. It deserves our love and support. <laughs> Say Internet Archive five more times. I'm going to summon the Internet Archive to my house. <laughs> is that just like a big computer tower? Question mark. Mm, or is it like, you know how like in the early 2010s, like there were like anime girl versions of every website? I'm screaming. Yes, I do. <laughs> like Tumblr Ton. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. Wow. What a time. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with our topic of the week. <laughs> I'm Emily Fleming. And I'm Jordan Morris. We're real comedy writers. And real friends. And real fucking cheapskates. We say, why subscribe to expensive streaming services when you can stream tons of insane movies online for free? As long as you're fine with 25 randomly inserted super loud car insurance commercials. On our new podcast, Free With Ads, we review streaming movies from the darkest corner of the internet's bargain bin. From the good to the weird to the holy shit look at John claude Van Damme's big old butt. Free with ads, a free podcast about free movies that's worth the price of admission. Every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite pod spot. Loading. Topic of the week. The year is 2017 in Brazil. Okay. A movie called, and I'm... I'm not really fluent in Portuguese, so I apologize. Uh, Pica Pau, o filme, opened in Brazil. 
to much fanfare. This this film did like really good at the Brazilian box office. Pica Pau is one of the most popular characters in Brazil, probably more famous than Mickey Mouse. He's aired consistently on television every day for decades, whereas in the United States, he's pretty much forgotten, even though he originally came from the United States. He was born here. Oh. Pika Pau was created in 1940 and began starring in his own series of animated shorts, kind of similar to Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, all of those fellas. Austin, do you know who this is? Pika Pau is his Brazilian name. He has another name. Who do you <sighs> think this is? Is it... <laughs> Okay. Originally, I... I'm trying to think of someone who's like not used here often. Is it a Looney Tunes character? <laughs> no. I have no idea then. Okay, uh, I need you to close your eyes for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need everyone. Tell me when they're closed. They're, I need everyone to know me and Brent. <laughs> this is an audio medium. We don't ever cancel. <laughs> they're closed. <laughs> okay, your eyes are closed. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna share something. Keep them closed. Okay. Are right, you ready? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who is that, Austin? That's the the uh, Woody Woodpecker. Yes. Yes. Woody Woodpecker is Pika Pau, and he had a film, an entire live action film that came out in Brazil in 2017. Wow. <laughs> and it was a big deal. Yeah, I loved Woody Woodpecker growing up. My grandpa showed me a lot of the shorts. We had like a VHS of like a bunch of the Woody Woodpecker shorts. Yeah, I feel like he kind of had like a almost like a death knell in the 90s mm. where they really tried to kind of bring him back because the Looney Tunes were also big in the 90s. So they were like yeah. the people who held his IP, which is Universal, were like, yeah, we just, we'll bring him back. Like <laughs> We can make the people parks. think this is a Looney Tune, which is I, what I thought exactly. as a child. Yeah, he's like, he's pretty much the same. He's a little mischievous guy. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Woody Woodpecker is a woodpecker. He's like a red and blue bird. He's got this big yellow beak and a very distinct laugh. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he's kind of, he's an asshole. <laughs> That's, you know, one way to put it is he just is an asshole. Like many cartoon characters, he is mean. <laughs> Exactly. So this episode's not about Woody Woodpecker himself, but it's more so about the phenomenon of characters who have found second lives outside of the United States. They were embraced by other cultures and just kind of wanted to talk about that and maybe also talk about like the opposite effect. Like what are some characters that were created outside of the United States mm -hmm. that we love and cherish and hold dear to our hearts? <laughs> okay. To continue talking about Woody Woodpecker and his movie in particular, because like this movie came out in 2017. Austin, where do you think this movie was made? Wait, it wasn't made in Brazil? The movie was written in English, performed oh. by English speaking actors. Wait, 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 <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so this, no, no, no. So this movie was fully made in English and then they like dubbed it for Brazilian audience? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? It's baffling because it's like you are making, and this isn't the last time we're going to experience a phenomenon like that. It happens again. But anyway, so yeah, it's it's baffling that like they were like, we'll just make this in the United States with American actors and import it instead of making it like wholly for just the Brazilian market, which was definitely what they were catering to. Universal Studios, who owns the rights to Woody Woodpecker, did the big marketing push in Brazil. They like had someone dress up as Woody and go around the country to different Ooh. Brazilian landmarks where he like recreated like 
parts from like classic shorts in order to advertise the movie. Okay. I I don't even know if it got a theatrical release here. Okay. Uh, back. Okay. So. Okay, it was made. Okay, uh, so you, it must have been Universal then, right? Who made it here? Yeah, they were like, "We'll make it in English, and then we'll import it into Brazil." But Brazil's where we're gonna have our giant marketing push. Who is in this? Are like people in this movie? There are people. Okay, so Austin, have you you've watched Psych, right? Yes, extensively. Yeah, so there's that one guy that plays not the two main characters. There's I think he plays the cop in that oh the osmond brother I, is it wait isn't he an osmond is he an osmond wait lassie lassie yeah. he no he's so he's not an osmond oh. he's uh, his last name is Odmanson. oh i'll tell you right <laughs> so now my osmond. whole life watching the credits i read that as osmond <laughs> osmond no <laughs> he was in woody woodpecker he's like the only person i personally recognized <laughs> that's i mean that's more than zero yeah it's like he's not no one really <laughs> it's really floored it's baffling it's baffling they made this whole movie with americans in in english and then like i don't even know and then if they it got released theatrically yeah, like, here. What you, like why did they that had to be that, that wasn't more money to do all of that and then hire a dub cast like why not just yeah hire brazilian actors who people there yeah. know who they'll also be excited about. It. it also got a sequel called no. Woodpecker Goes to Camp. No. Was it also <laughs> an English Universal production? Oh, it's not out yet. It comes out in April. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Can we see it? Is that like. So, okay, we're not getting it theatrically. It, so it's being filmed in Australia this time. Okay. But it's going to be on Netflix here. Yeah. Wow. But. Oh my goodness, Eric Balsa. Does he voice Woody? God, he just voices everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Balsa is the current voice for Daffy and Bugs and many other Looney Tunes. This is wild. For a movie <laughs> that they're mainly concerned about doing good in a different country that's not going to use his voice. Exactly, because they have their own voice actor. Like, Woody sounds completely different in Brazil and yeah, Portuguese. Of course he has like, to. Oh my. <laughs> he has to. <laughs> What is going on? What is going I just really on? To, it's so weird. But Austin, we're not done with kind of weirdness. We're going to roll on to our next little snapshot of a character who didn't do well in the United States. But we're going to go a little more north okay. to Mexico. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> so I was yes. like, Brenda, Mexico's not north of the United States. It's north of Brazil. North of Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can cut this out, but big dog, you might want to retain that. So on September 27th, 1961, Hanna-Barbera's Top Cat premiered on ABC. Yes. And it was the second cartoon to air on primetime television after the Flintstones. Top Cat wasn't the same runaway success that Flintstones was, because mm -hmm. Flintstones was a phenomenon. Yeah. It was a moment. Yeah. It was an icon. Top Cat ended up only getting 30 episodes and one television special mm -hmm. in its entire run. Unlike the Jetsons, which had its initial run and then was brought back in the 80s mm -hmm. for many, many, many more episodes, Top Cat didn't get that. But just because it didn't do well in the United States doesn't mean that it didn't do well elsewhere. In 1963, Top Cat is localized into Spanish and aired throughout Latin America. Mm. And it's a big hit. 
specifically in Mexico, the dub is like kind of centered in Mexico with like some characters having like very specific regional Mexican accents. And it's this localization that really makes it kind of have a lasting mm. impact. They made changes to characters. Mm -hmm. So like uh, Choo Choo has like a Yucatan mm -hmm. accent. Let me show you some audio of the character Benny the Ball in the English version of Top Cat. Okay. And then I'm going to show you what he sounds like in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> hey, Top Cat! Top Cat Benny. Uh, what day is it? Tuesday. That's such a good voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know it's so good. I love Benny. <laughs> Hi, it's Hi. Top Cat. Benny has this kind of like rougher mm -hmm. voice yeah. to him. He's this tiny little blue cat mm -hmm. for people who don't know. Now, here's Benny in Spanish. His name is Bonito Boroque in Spanish. Incredible. <laughs> oh, Benito Boroque. Sorry. Benito, ¿dónde estabas? Oh, <laughs> that's a baby girl. Yeah, right. That's baby girl. That's a. <laughs> that's an infant. That's a child. <laughs> that is that is not Top Cat's homie. That is. No. They, 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 they hanging up doing something else. They made Benny into a marketable little fella. <laughs> here, I feel like here he's like, and I know this isn't like exactly they're going for because it's 1960, but here he's like Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, he's like a cute little, he's still kind of, he's still a cute little yeah. guy, but he's got like more rougher yeah. edges to him. But like in Spanish, he is baby. Yeah. He's ultra baby. <laughs> the only two clips I can find of him on youtube is this one we just watched of him where he's kind of like he's like doing like cute little yeah. face and his head's like kind of cocked to the side the other one is ask him asking the cop for water in the middle of the night he's just like please mister uh can i constable can i have some water please like <laughs> <laughs> so they made him into a marketable plushie <laughs> fully the reasoning like people say that like top cat got so popular is because the premise of top cat is you have this gang of cats who live in an alley who are constantly harassed by this policeman who doesn't want them to be in the alley and they're also like constantly doing like get rich quick schemes in order to like get out of the alley and like live like the big life so there's like this undercurrent of like these like plucky resourceful cats who always get the leg up on the cop or the government which is a reoccurring theme in a lot of like mexican media speedy gonzalez is also really popular in mexico yes. for very similar reasons so that's kind of that's that's one of the reasons why maybe top cat got to be really popular another one just might be that benny is just fucking adorable <laughs> people <laughs> love and cherish him <laughs> It could be all these themes. It could be that Benny fucking rules and Mexico gets it. They get it. Like, why does no one else get it? Benny is great. <laughs> so in 2011, Top Cat gets an animated movie in Mexico. Incredible. And this movie would go on to be one of the highest grossing films in Mexican history. Not just animated films. Films in general. All wow. of cinema. Top Cat is like up there. And also, Austin, the movie was written in English. No. <laughs> yes. They had American writers write the movie <laughs> and then had um, some like a Mexican local translate it into Spanish. And then they 
you know, recorded the movie. But it was originally, for some reason, I guess it was maybe to preserve the authenticity of Top Cat. <laughs> but no, no, I'm not going to give them that one. Shut the fuck up. No, it. listen, I don't no. understand the fear of American companies to just let they're like this IP does better in this country. Maybe we should just let our like partner company in that country run with it then. <laughs> clearly they know what what they're doing (laughs) what are you so afraid of (laughs) surely it is it is less money and better for resources than to play a game of telephone with a script like just like mexico loves the top cat show the they want a movie where hey i don't know fucking whatever whatever the company is called in mexico who like handles the ip just like go for it you know let us know how it goes whatever like warner brothers who handles the top cat ip had no intention of releasing the movie in the united states it, it got a very small theatrical release but i don't think it was distributed by warner brothers i think they were just like mm, whatever we did <laughs> like, make it i guess yeah it's like i guess we should try to yeah. to release it it got universally panned in the united states and it didn't do really no, well why would it <laughs> Before Jellystone? Yeah, before Jellystone. Before Jellystone, I think the only people who remember Top Cat are us and people's parents. Exactly. Like... (laughs) There's, like, no way. There's... No... No one no, cared. If someone 30 or younger comes up and is like, I know Top Cat, like, you're a liar. I don't believe you. How, <laughs> how many episodes of Jellystone have you seen? Oh, season one and two? Exactly. They're like, yeah, Choo Choo, she's my favorite. And it's like, Choo Choo's not a girl in the original! <laughs> Brain is not a girl! It's fine. Just live your truth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just, like, reading a thing about the way they remix IPs, like, because, like, Lilo and Stitch has, like, a Chinese version and a Japanese version that are totally, like, that are full mm-hmm. TV shows that are totally different. And the other day, I was on Disney Plus trying to find stuff to watch. This is February, and I was like, I want to like watch like fun stuff made by Black people or starring Black people, because I haven't done a lot. So I was in Disney Plus in their like Black history section, and I find all these shows, and none of them are in English. <laughs> so I'd start them and be like, <laughs> no, I need something in English so I can, because like, I was like also working. Yeah. They have a ton of shows in Spanish and Portuguese starring like Black uh latinx actors on disney plus that i've never heard of that have like huge budgets (laughs) i didn't put it in this episode but in the philippines they ran an entire in english not in tagalog they ran an entire three caballeros animated series that's supposedly really good and it's in english but it never aired here yeah but we're gonna take a quick commercial break and i'll be back with more (laughs) secret histories of nerd mysteries will be back after these messages Welcome, everyone. Step right up. We're going to heal you. We are the healers, Ross and Carrie. Yes, yes. You there. You look like you're upset. Come up here. Yes, you are healed because you've listened to our podcast. Yes. Have you been having trouble with demons? Are you sleeping too much? Too little? Just right? We have the solution. It is to listen to Oh Oh No, no, Ross Ross and Carrie. Carrie. A show where we examine unusual claims. We show up so you don't have to. Find us on MaximumFun.org. We won't actually heal you. Welcome back to Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. We're going to be talking about Snoopy in Japan. Now, Snoopy is popular here. I'm not going to lie. But the vibe is completely different. Here it's kind of like... 
it, it's shifting a little bit right now where Snoopy's kind of like being like, oh, Snoopy's so cute. Love him. Mm-hmm. But for a very long time, it was like kind of like your parents core. Yeah. Kind of felt like older, like, you know, like the shirts weren't really like well designed sometimes. The merchandise wasn't cute or trendy and that sort of thing. The Peanuts comics were originally imported to Japan mm-hmm. in 1969. So that's about 10 years after the comic started. They were translated into Japanese by poet Tanakawa Shuntaro. Oh. Tanakawa he's a poet but he wrote the lyrics for the ending theme song to Howl's Moving Castle Promise of the World so over the credits the song that plays he was the lyricist for that so it's kind of interesting to have a poet translate a comic yeah I'm I'm (laughs) you're like a poet and I'm like (laughs) that's a choice I think it works really well for Peanuts because it's like Peanuts as a comic if you read it it's existential Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it's the kids wondering about like the ways of the world and like handling like depression and like large feelings so i think a poet is honestly the perfect person to translate that comic so needless to say peanuts and especially snoopy were able to find an audience in the country they came into japan at around the like the right time in 1974 is when sanrio introduces uh i don't know if you've heard of her hello kitty (laughs) (laughs) never Never, never heard of Hello Kitty. She's definitely not one of the most beloved kawaii icons yeah. ever known to me. Someone asked me once, like, what is Hello Kitty in? I was like, Hello Kitty. I'm like, no, like, what? How is she pop? I was like, she's, uh, she has, there, there's like technically been some shows, but it's mostly like, uh, she's a mascot at this point of cute. Cute culture in Japan was becoming really prevalent. People were wanting like cute things. And around this time is when Snoopy, with his like simplistic, cute design, he finds himself kind of folded into this phenomenon where Western characters that are cute, so like Moomin from Finland and Miffy from the Netherlands, they're really embraced in Japan because of their simplicity and their cuteness. And because of that, those characters have become entrenched in Japanese culture. Snoopy <laughs> hmm. has an entire land dedicated to him oh, at yeah. uh, Universal Studios Osaka. And it's not like um, Cedar Point or Knott's Berry Farm here, where it's mm-hmm. like Snoopy is there, but it's like mm-hmm. there's like a snoopy veneer on a couple kitty flat rides and some shops Mm -hmm. like that's that's snoopy theme parks in the united states in universal studios osaka there's Mm -hmm. like snoopy dumbo ride like snoopy (laughs) store like specialized snoopy merchandise snoopy food a snoopy coffee like snoopy is a part like it's like a big deal at this Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. There's also a massive Snoopy Museum in Tokyo. So I think something to note is that it's the Snoopy Museum. It's not the Charles M. Schultz Museum or the Peanuts Museum. (laughs) It's the Snoopy (laughs) Museum. (laughs) Damn. You you got displaced by your own fucking cartoon dog, bro. Are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) They were like, these kids are fine, but Snoopy, he's, he's, the goat i, I guess gamer I... of the year <laughs> it's greatest, <laughs> greatest of all time <laughs> everybody i have to apologize for brenda um i loved them very dearly i have not given them the aave dictionary i promised them i would i'm sorry i promised them I'm, i would i'm very i gate i gatekeep a lot of people but it's like brenda not you i'll get you the dictionary and that's my fault i forgot to send you to google drive <laughs> Well, I've looked it up before and I forget every single I time. I love you so much. I'm screaming. <laughs> I want to say, I feel like the thing, at least maybe this was just like my school specifically, right? Because like when we were growing, when we were like in middle school, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, this is like pre big internet, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Like we're not all online and also all on social media. Like we're online, but there's not like you're on forums or maybe or something, but you're not like all on social media. So like my like you, yeah. I feel like your culture is very much like what's your school up to? So in my yeah. school, Snoopy felt like he was kind of like a punk, you know, because oh. he wasn't like nice necessarily yeah. to Charlie Brown. He kind of did whatever he wanted. So like Snoopy in my mind had this aura of like older, but like. He's kind of like a bad boy. Like Joe, Joe Cool. Joe Cool yeah. is really Joe big. Cool. Like my school yeah, Joe cared cool. more about Joe yeah. Cool than basic Snoopy. So the Snoopy Museum is in Tokyo. It recently moved to an even larger location. Wow. So now it has like this absolutely massive Snoopy statue laying down that you can take pictures with. It's in a completely white room. Wow. And he's like just got all these spotlights on him and you can take pictures with it. Does it create an optical effect? Does it look like you're laying on the house? That would be cool. No, it doesn't. Mm. He's just laying on the white floor. (laughs) He's in a complete, it's so bizarre. He's in a completely white room and you can just go up and take pictures with him. There's also a Peanuts Cafe. So this one is called the Peanuts Cafe in um, Nakameguro. Mm. And then there is another Peanuts Cafe called Peanuts Cafe Sunnyside Mm. in Harajuku. And there are numerous Snoopy Town stores where you can get tons of Snoopy merchandise all over the country. Wow. (laughs) Snoopy is just as prevalent as like Pikachu, Hello Kitty, Doraemon. I read this like really interesting article about like someone comparing Snoopy to Doraemon. How like he has like some some of the same mischievous qualities as Doraemon, huh. but the the person in the article was trying to figure out like why has Doraemon never like been brought to the United States? Which he has a little they bit. Tried. But he never catches on. No, listen, yeah, they I'll tell you right now, Disney's bad at it. <laughs> oh my god i saw like like a clip from that dub they had on disney yeah. of like the latest doraemon series and i was like what the it's hell? bad it's bad <laughs> it was sent from a dark future to change the course of time and protect one human from failure meet the cat that will change all that this is one of those extra dimensional deals that's crazy doraemon you got it the future is meow there's a giant it's snoopy so house bad. Sorry, yeah. I'm looking at the Snoopy Museum. I will. I it is my me and Brenda will be going to this. Not this year. We surely. <laughs> Snoopy is super popular. He's actually very popular throughout most of Asia. So South Korea has a Snoopy Garden down south oh. on Jeju Island. Wow. And then they also have. I think they also have a Snoopy Museum and some Snoopy cafes. And China's catching on to Snoopy as well. If you go to the uh, the Chinese owned store uh, Miniso, Snoopy mm-hmm. is there wow (laughs) it's all so cute so So interesting those are the big ones i have some honorable mentions for a couple other characters ted also in japan so ted the teddy bear from the movie ted (laughs) oh i was like i was like ted lasso no ted fucking seth mcfarland's ted yes seth mcfarland's ted is popular in japan and I was like, why is wow. that? Yeah. Why Why is Ted popular? Because, like, if you watch the movie Ted, he's constantly smoking weed, illegal in Japan, doing tons of other drugs. Um, he sucks. He has, like, a show now, yeah, too. Which is wild. He's, like, he cusses. He's vulgar. He's, like, um, uncouth. <laughs> yeah, he's... He is like a fa- he like it's the thing because like he's a Family Guy joke the whole time like every yeah. Family Guy bit is just him down to them recycling Family Guy bits for Ted movie for and Ted. show yeah exactly it's like how do you stretch one I don't know how they stretched out 
the concept of Ted to two movies because I'd forgotten there was a second movie and now yes. a whole show. It doesn't make they just re- <laughs> They recycle Family Guy jokes. I've literally heard bar for bar Family Guy jokes in the Ted show. They just recycle <laughs> Family Guy jokes because he because he's Family Guy and everyone else is like normal, right? Yeah. So yeah. he is like if Family Guy was pooped into a normal situation so that's how they make it quote unquote unique is like he is family guy and everyone else is just like normal he's also like in high school which is i'm like wasn't he like an adult i think that the show is a prequel to before the movies Um, i I didn't care enough to look into it but i think that's what they're they're going for so ted is popular in japan i found out why there's actually a reason they toned it down a lot in the Japanese uh, version. They censored a lot of stuff. They like really toned it down, even to the point where the um, 2015 sequel to Ted, Ted 2, has mm-hmm. a kid-friendly cut of the movie. Hello? Yeah, which is absolutely wild. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I don't know how you how do long? that. There's no way. That movie cannot be the same runtime. No, it has to be. like they, What? Did, did they add stuff? Did they? What? <laughs> like, sorry. Sorry. Ted, the movie Kid Cut Japan. <laughs> How? What do you mean? What do you mean, Kid Cut? I mean, okay, so here I guess there is a PG 13 cut of Deadpool 2, but that's still PG 13. Like, how do you get an R rated movie that's down so to different. like PG? <laughs> yeah. Kid Cut. Okay, so it's a PG-12 version, which is similar to our PG-13 version. Okay, so it's more, it's so, like Once Upon a Deadpool, which they made to be PG-13. Okay, yeah. okay. And the, that version is called Ted 2, I Can't Wait to Become an Adult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, Ted himself, appeared on, on the Japanese Twitter account for the Ted franchise in like a little mock praise conference where he said... <laughs> In, this is translated in English. I'm so sorry for our daily language. In order to show myself as an earnest middle-aged dude, we're going to be releasing a Ted 2 PG-12 version right away that's less vulgar that you can all watch as a family. Oh my god. <laughs> Ted's like a beloved, like, kind of ed- semi-edgier Hello Kitty. So he's not like this raunchy weed-smoking bear in Japan. He's just kind of like, sometimes he might say like a slightly vulgar cuss. You know, that's it. So, like, he's beloved by everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And Ted had a Ted Cafe and bar in 2016 where you could go eat wow. Ted-themed foods and have Ted-themed drinks and sit wow. at a table where the Ted teddy bear is sitting across from you. That's insane. <laughs> the Ted the Ted movie in 2013 opened in Japan to $4.5 million, the best opening for any R-rated comedy in Japan ever. Oh, my God. It made more in its opening weekend than The Hangover Part 2 made its entire run, the previous best opening for an R-rated movie. Jesus. What? It, it has the best opening of any comedy ever in Taiwan. Oh my god. Is it just like, is it just like a perfect distillation of like, yes, this is American comedy. <laughs> like, is it yeah. just, is it, it has to be that, right? Of like, yeah, this is what I think Americans are like. It was number one in it was the number one movie in Japan for four weeks in a row. God, they were really going through it. 
Ted also makes an appearance in the background of an episode of Yuri on Ice, the ice skating no. anime. <laughs> yeah, you can no. see him. He's in the crowd alive. Ted has just gone to see this ice skating competition. This is breaking my brain. <laughs> it's so this is, I don't know if anyone else here has seen The Good Place. This is the fucking scene from The Good Place where Chidi points at the fucking like shape of the universe and like, this is what broke me. <laughs> But you're pointing to a picture of Ted in yeah, the background of Yuri on Ice. It's, it's Ted and Yuri on Ice. <laughs> it's one of those things like, I don't know people in Japan, like some things are like lost in translation because on the menus in, in English at the Ted Cafe are lines like, excuse me, where's your non jerk off bathroom? <laughs> so it's like that has to be in the movie still or they wouldn't have put it on the menu. Right. And it's in English. And I'm like, OK, is it just like a thing where... The company's like, we don't know why people like this movie so much. And people there are like, we love this movie. And so they're putting things like that on the menus. And they're like, people like this, I guess. But the at, like the average they have doesn't know, like, isn't fluent in English. They might remember one or two phrases from when they were growing up because like here you like have to learn a language in like high school, but you don't like hold it. Like I learned Spanish yeah. in high school technically. I don't remember it. <laughs> I remember like three phrases. We're going to move on from one teddy bear, Ted, to another teddy bear, Lotso Huggin' Bear, the villain from Toy Story 3, <laughs> who is really big in China. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Lotso is everywhere. So like if you go to like Miniso, which is a Chinese owned store, Miniso is mm -hmm. like a lot of like Sanrio, like some minions, Lotso Huggin' Bear, a wall of Lotso. Just like this bear who has had one appearance as the mm -hmm. villain in Toy Story 3. He's everywhere. He's on everything. You get mm -hmm. plushies of him. You can get merchandise of him. You can get a toothbrush mm -hmm. of him. Like he is so prevalent. <laughs> so when the first Costco store opened in Shenzhen, China, People were flocking to the store in droves to buy a five foot tall version of Lotso Huggin' Bear. Like people were Why? like losing their what? minds. <laughs> what is it? What is it? So I tried to get to the bottom of this phenomenon because it's it it's like, okay, he's Snoopy makes sense. Even like uh, Ted, I mean, okay, I guess that kind of makes mm -hmm. sense. But lots he's the he's the bad guy. He he's the he's the villain. So <laughs> I did some digging and I found on Miniso's mm -hmm. Australian website where they're showing their entire wall of mm -hmm. all of the Lotso merchandise you can you can get at Miniso. It's a wall. Wow. Miniso has an article about why is Lotso so popular? And it was cool. I was like, cool, cool. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. So this article goes on to explain like who Lotso is that he was the villain at the daycare and uh -huh. he is the villain of this movie they go and it's like it has it turns into a list this article says there are many reasons Lotso became very popular number one a tragic backstory and then it it talks about how he was abandoned by Daisy and he got back to her house and then he found mm. out she had another Lotso and he was distraught and yes. number two on this list nobody knows what his fate is now let me remind you this list is reasons Lotso's popular number two is nobody knows what his fate is <laughs> yeah i was like why do you like Lotso? uh he could still be out there what <laughs> <laughs> the article says while he might be a villain in the story his fate is still unknown if we wow. could still vividly remember, he was tied to the front of a truck grill. Did he yes. escape? Was he and Daisy his, able his to fate, reunite? His, 
His fate was no doubt a lifetime of torment. He essentially is in hell. What's his fate? Bad. And this goes on to say there were some fan fictions that told a different story no. about Lotso and that he was able to redeem not himself. Not not AO3 coming re- in. He redeems himself, Austin. This is an article on Miniso's website, official Australian website. They were like, don't worry, though. I read this fanfic last night. He's fine. He's He's fine. He's okay. Number three on this list. He was not as evil as everyone perceived him to be. (laughs) Then this article goes on to explain why he wasn't a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He, he, you know, he's fine. There was something the article says there was something in him that made Daisy that made him Daisy adorable teddy bear. I think that means to say Daisy's adorable teddy bear. This wow. thing remained in him despite the manipulative demeanor that he showed. Okay, let's let's take a second and just remember um, what Lotso did at the daycare in Toy Story. He like ripped yeah. out Buzz's <laughs> batteries and reset him to his factory yeah. settings. He tried to set all of the toys on fire in an incinerator he tries to yeah he tries to actively kill them yeah kill them kill them kill them to death we sat in a movie theater thinking we're gonna watch woody die right now pretty sure they were gonna just die and like the credits were gonna roll number four on this list it it says he's cute and cuddly and then the article goes on to say let's admit it lotso may be conniving but we all love his sweet scent because he smells like strawberries he wasn't born evil and he only became a villain because of the circumstances he had been into. He had a hard life. Uh, <laughs> Not like the Miniso article trying to like <laughs> redeem Lotso hugging bear. I'm losing my mind. Oh my god. <laughs> that that's what Miniso says. Why is Lotso popular? And I was like, this mm. is not a good enough reason. So I took to Reddit just to try oh it. You know, it's like sometimes you, you you can find the kernels of information if you just dig mm. deep enough. So I dug mm. and I found this comment from user RC RHCPZ41 or whatever. It's a it's it's not whatever. Anyway, this guy yeah. says I had the same question, and as my Chinese friend explained to me, Chinese companies will buy the cheaper rights to certain characters and produce an insane amount of products just featuring that one character. Lotso happened to be the one they got from Toy Story 3. Yeah, so pretty much he was cheap and he was cute, and they could afford to make an absolute butt-ton of merchandise for very little amounts of money. <laughs> wow. You know what? I, once again, I gotta respect the hustle. Honestly, they said, like nobody. They said they're they're giving this one away. So let's just take let's this just, is easy. This is easy worked. money. It worked. Like, that's the thing is that it worked and he's everywhere. I was even at Box Lunch, which is an American owned store, and they had a Lotso strawberry sweater. And I was like, wow, oh, shit, I do. I need the Lotso sweater. I'm like, no, <laughs> I, think, I think I need the Lotso strawberry sweater. They got you. <laughs> They got they me. They got I, you. It's not hard. I, I love cute things. <laughs> what can I say? They got you. All right. And our last topic for this episode is one I was hoping I could find more information on. This is one we're going to, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to bring up the Internet Archive again. This one involves Johnny Bravo and Bollywood. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've talked about this one a little bit before. We have because it got found recently. Like for this special was lost for a really long time. Yeah. But- the amount of information I could find about it was like 
really little and i was like oh damn mm-hmm. not like this was like the crux of like this whole entire concept <laughs> <laughs> so anyways in 2009 cartoon network india released a short called johnny bravo in bollywood and it was just a kind of like proof of like a little fun like oh johnny bravo is in india and hanging out and dancing and mm-hmm. kind of thing and this was later expanded probably around 2011 into a full length movie that we never got it was never aired no. in the united states milia johnny se iske baalon ko na chuna warna mera baal baanka ho jayega uski boli jaise bandook se nikli goli apni zuban ko lagam do chintogle aur iska style hai bilkul chagas movie of the month mein dekhiye johnny bravo goes to bollywood friday dopahar 1 baje Cartoon Network Popcorn Me. I want to say the movie was like after we were done airing Johnny Bravo here, right? That's what, yeah. It's like it was a long time after Cartoon Network had stopped doing reruns. But apparently Johnny Bravo was just so popular in India that they decided to, you know, mm-hmm. make this entire special. I watched some clips of it. It's interesting because it, it is in mm-hmm. English. Like they did make an English version and it was aired in <laughs> Australia. It's in English. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Aaron, I'll show you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there okay. is a Hindi version. <laughs> I was gonna lose my fucking mind. Be like, it was made in English and aired in India. I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it was aired in Australia and New Zealand, but never in the United States because we were, we were pretty much done with Johnny Bravo. Like, I don't think they thought that it would bring in any listeners, or you know, anyone would mm-hmm. listeners, any viewers. What? <laughs> <laughs> People didn't care. We were all about Ben 10 and um, at was Adventure Time out? Adventure Time, yeah. I think. And <laughs> Flap, Amazing Adventures of Flapjack, regular show. <laughs> like, Johnny Bravo, that's a baby's cartoon, even though it definitely isn't. <laughs> no. So you can see all of Johnny Bravo in Bollywood, the entire movie on mm-hmm. Internet Archive. Also, it is just on YouTube now, which is wild. You, it, that's it's freely wild. available. Just a couple of years ago, it was completely lost. People no, were like, we, since we mind. have made this show, we talked about like, we wish we could see this one day. Yeah, it's there. I watched a little bit of it. It sure is something. <laughs> so those are just some snapshots of American characters who have done well outside of the United mm-hmm. States for whatever reasons it may be. Austin, mm-hmm. can you think of any characters that are like the opposite where like it was like made in a different country and like we kind of embraced it here in the United States? Not that I can think of that aren't popular where they're from. Yeah, I couldn't either. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Asterion, and you can find more of her work at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was narrated by Greg Aronica, and you can find him at Cafe3G on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter, Blue Sky, and TikTok. The show is edited every week by Brenda Snell. If you love this show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast content. This podcast is a proud part of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. See you for the next mystery, Mistorians! Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.